chapter 65 TPT chapter 65 of Psalms Now let's read that one while we stand and thereafter we'll know whether we'll sit or stand. Can we read that together? Let's go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is on the board? You sit down to reflect on the, I didn't say sit down, I was saying when you sit down to reflect on something like this, you should end with praise. Amen. 
have your seats. Uh, we'll go by AMPC. hands together for the choir. Amen. Right. From that verse 9, from verse 9, you visit the earth and saturate it with water. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. It does not know dry season, nor wet season. Full of water. And by the fullness of that water, he reaches out to enrich the land. Two words I use as we go on, you will discover. Verse 10, you water the fields for us abundantly. You settle the ridges of it. The furrows and the, and the ridges, the, the, the ridges are consciously made. The furrows may not be consciously made. When you're getting older, you will discover some cleavages in your face. You will see some gutters developing on your face. That's an example of what the furrow is. Ridges are consciously made with the implements of men. So whether it is consciously made or it just happened, the rivers of God or the water that comes from God's own river flows through such ones also. And you remember the Lord spoke through the prophet and told the people, he said, just make ridges. Make ditches. Dig. And leave the rest of the work with him. And before they woke up the next morning, there was water everywhere. They never felt rainfall, they never see, saw rainfall, they never, there was nothing just that there was water. What they were looking for was what? Water. You know, we have a challenge. Sometimes what we are looking for, we leave that one to begin to see how what we are looking for will come to pass. So we try to monitor the things that God will do and begin to suspect God that he is about to do this or do that. What do you want? I made that statement one day, queer one for that matter. You want a baby. You were born to meet a certain fact that babies are raised in the womb. And they told you that they come to the fallopian tube and then drop into whatever. And so doctor says that your tubes are blocked. Oh, doctor, are you here this morning? Now these days you have not been around. I've not been making reference to doctors, but this morning I don't know why. 
you know, so somebody's tubes were blocked. And the person settled down on one single fact, not truth, that there couldn't be pregnancy. Were you praying for fallopian tubes? Were you praying for eggs? Were you praying for sperms or what? You say you want a baby. And God said, I've heard you. And then you are asking God now. What about the blocked fallopian tubes? Are you wiser than God? If God is giving you a baby, if it must come through your knees, it will come through your knees. On Thursday, pastor spoke, talked about the very fundamental elements of faith. God did not say that you ask me and they help me to bring it to pass. He didn't say so. But there's something God hates. It is help from men. That you want to help God bring to pass what he has said. Is, no, 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 no. Whatever he says to you, he performs by himself. Not with anybody's help. That's why sometimes your faith is not even at work, but God goes ahead to give you something. If it's, it's go strictly by what we can offer, what we can do, many of us will not be blessed. Because even when you give offering, your eyes are still in their basket. As the Kinawuku and his team, as they carry the thing to that place, your eyes are still there. What will happen to this thing I put over there? Is it your business? He said, give. You give. Stop there. The only thing you can do help yourself is to thank God that he gave you seed to sow. And you have sowed the thing. The rest is the business. Now he is faithful. He's what? We have prayed and prayed and prayed and you've gotten to a point where people may begin to wonder what about the prayers, what happened? Sometime ago, one of my pastors worked and, who worked under me, one of them said, we have preached the word for, for all these years, we didn't see anything. So we are going to, going for prayer and for prophecy. As I had always thought this man was, was okay. But I realized that time that he'd been blind all this while and mad all this while that I never knew. I thought I had someone I could lean on and trust to do things. I never knew that he was horrible, empty, and confused. I never knew. But that day when that word came from his mouth, then I knew that he wasn't part of me. Not part of the ministry. Eventually became so. Now you see, you cannot say that the word failed and so you are going for prayer. What are you using in your prayer? Hmm? I will pray in the spirit. Where do you find the basis for the spirit? Praying the Spirit. Pastor, where is it? Is it not in the Word of God? 
The word has failed. So you don't exist. Don't try to help God bring to pass what he had promised you. Whatever he has promised you, he has the capacity to do it and he surely wants to do it. He's faithful. We have a whole month and some days ahead of us before the year will end. You said something to God in, the, in January and some prophecy came from the altars that whatever the Lord has heard you say, that is what he's going to do. And you have watched over those things all the way from January till now. It appears nothing is happening. So you are hanging your boots. Just because you were down by one goal at halftime. Now you okay, you won't play again. If you can trust men to the end, why don't we trust God even to the middle? Sometimes I say something I learned from one of the bishops I was privileged to work under. He said, this year will end well for you. When he taught us that one, I also taught them something. Do you know how we call Christmas in, the, in our villages here? When it is time to greet people Christmas, you say, is it Merry Christmas or what? Merry Christmas and Happy yeah. You know, it took me so many years to know which one is which. So many years. Because in my village, all that we were saying was, Christmas, you. So I said that on the altar, and there was confusion in the hall. Christmas, you. That is what I knew. Even when I got to know what Christmas was, what I understood, and what was on my tongue was nothing but Christmas. You know you're laughing now. You've not seen the village before. Right. <laughs> when we say the year shall end well for you, we are not just talking. That's why I took you to this place. Right. Verse 11. You crown the year with your bounty and goodness. He crowns the year with his abundance. He crowns the year with his bounties. Now listen. And uh, the tracks of your chariots when he passes through drip with fatness. Even where he doesn't stop before your place. As he's passing. Fatness. Fatness is not be, they are going to be huge. No, but abundance of riches. If he passes your way, you know, as the, the guys, when the way they chase some girls, when they pass, you know how they get, they sniff the, the perfume on the lady till they get to where the lady is. Don't you know that dogs do sniffing? <laughs> they will sniff and go back to where they came from. 
So the men who have the sickness of chasing women. Now some people have that sickness of chasing women. No matter what you are telling him, when a woman passes, he must look and look and then turn. If you are not careful, he will leave you with the word in your mouth. He's sick. This one doesn't come for, for deliverance, so no. That man is sick. He's sick. When you see people like that, you slap them. You don't say stop. They don't know what stop is. My friend, look here. Slap him. He'll wake up. He's sick. When he passes your way, assuming you are not his target, he's just passing through. Like many of us get some blessings when the Lord visits because they have closed their doors already, but because he came around and they are here. There are people who come to church and they close their doors, doors and windows, everywhere locked. God can't enter. They first of all zip their pockets before they leave the house. And when they come in here, they close the windows and close all the doors. When the word is going, they are thinking about their money somewhere. The word has no place. It cannot enter. But because God is here. So we keep on saying, whether the devil likes it or not, because he allowed you to come here, God will bless you. We say things like that. It's not a joke. It is that you have come to where God is. And by all means, something wrong on you. So when he passes, the chariots of God will drip what? Fatness, abundance, beauty, strength, courage. That was what that mean. I it was mommy that was driving because I I was late. Better I didn't drive because I could uh, offend people. Both outside and inside the car. You know, so we got to, as soon as we, you know, we entered this, our dual carriageway, the one to our church here. Is what? No. Ah. That is not a good road now. I own here from, from that junction. Eh? From Allied. Uh, it's not N1. How about? This one is N10. <laughs> N10. As soon as we branched, something just flashed my mind and I kept quiet. Let me tell you the conclusion of what flashed my mind. As courageous as a well dressed lady. Is this one scripture? Why should a pastor be thinking like this when you are going to preach? As courageous as a well-dressed lady. If you don't understand, ask them, they will tell you. If you have a wife, observe your wife when she's well-dressed and she is okay with the dressing. Look at how she tends to move and check the steps. The posture will tell you that she is in for anything. If you don't have you have sisters, examine them. Okay, you don't have sister, you don't have a wife. When you see ladies going and they are well dressed, they have some courage that men can never have, no matter what. 
Yes. If you want further information, see me. That was the conclusion I came to on that route. And I sat down and began to look at it from the perspective of scriptures. I said, when a man is fully endowed with understanding in God's word, and he has taken time to feed on the word of God, he is courageous. That is when he will say, as bold as what? The lion. Not when you are flirting with things of the world and nothing about the word is entering your spirit. You are not as bold. You are potentially bold, but you are not bold in practice, in reality. He crowned the year with his goodness, with his abundance, with his wealth, with his health, with everything good that you can think about. Now, if God says this, and somebody tells you we are getting to December, it's the moment of accident, and you accept that one, you need salvation. You don't know who you are, and you don't know who your God is. Stop giving God time. For he lives in the timeless zone. He created time for us. He is in the realms of, uh, of what? He is what? Eternal what? Eternity. You are the ones that have 12 o'clock to 1. So when it's about time, when I ask Pastor Dave, when am I supposed to go up? He said 5.30. I look at the time. I ask him, what is time is it? He said 5. What? What? He says 9.30 or 8.30. Aha. Uh-huh. And he says 8.12. I say, what am I wasting my time for? So tell Pastor that when he doesn't see me, he should just go ahead. But God doesn't operate like that. He can never be late. Why? He owns time. He does what? He owns time. December cannot be evil, just like I told you in September. It cannot be evil. God will not seed out part of his time and glorious moments to the devil to plague his people. No, it's not possible. December is a glorious month. Now, you see, it's a time you begin to see the crowning of God for the year. He crowns it with his goodness. If I were you, I would be sleeping inside church every December. Whether I pray or not, he will be there to talk to me. He will be there. This should be a time of strange boldness and life of faith to bring in, rake in whatever things God has programmed for your life that you have not seen for 11 months. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, were what? Like them that dream. Now out of the dream he shouted again, turn again our captivity, O Lord. At the streams in the south. You've got to wake up in your work of faith 
because you are in a moment of unusual visitations. You are in the era of unusual what? Visitations. He said the luxuriant pastures in the uncultivated country drip with moisture and the hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered with grain. They shout for joy and sing together. That's one thing I love to see. Yesterday, at a point, uh, the network was so poor in our house, so I sent my little grandson over there to check outside and tell me what was going on. And he said the trees were moving. He said they were moving. And I loved that one. They were moving. There was a rhythm that we were following. It was a rhythm of praise. They were joyful and giving thanks to God. They were waving their hands unto God. But she said, he said they were what? They were moving. Can you imagine why Satan will be so confident to walk to you because you cannot even appreciate God and give him praise. What trees are doing you cannot do. So he'll be bold enough to come to you. Well, you don't have anything that covers you. You can't say thank you, Jesus. It's, it's so heavy in your mouth. So heavy. Just yes, very heavy for many of the women over here to even tell the wife the wife. The woman can say I love you so many times in the day that you even get fed up. But the men, to even say I love you. Especially those from my village. That was difficult. It was difficult for me at a point in my life because I, I, I said that you must know it. Should I be telling you? You are saying, oh, that is, I'm talking about me. And many of, many of them are guilty. They are just looking at me. That you gave me food to eat. I finished eating. Say, I should thank you. Why? Don't you know it's the plate not talking to you? That I finished everything. I cleared everywhere. That's enough thank you. But because your relationship is not muted, Your relationship is not muted. It is expressed with words. That's how it is between us and God. Our hearts speak to him, but he still wants the praise of our lips. Say it. So learn to say it. Begin from telling your wife how much you love her. Uh, stop talking about her outside. Talk about her inside. What is deep here? <laughs> you know? The pastures 
are showing green, green, green trees. You see, it's not everybody that sees green, green land, though. The pastures are green. No. It's not everybody. Lot didn't see one. Is it correct what I'm saying? But what you see in the Bible is that he lifted his eyes and he saw everywhere was green. That was a mirage. It was what? A mirage. Something that will not last. It is not wasn't from God. It was green, but he chased away the greenness of the grass with his greed. He chased that one away. So as soon as he entered there, the place got defiled. And things began to happen. But it was dry on the other side. Abraham saw it was dry, but Abraham said, he told me, he blessed me and said, go and be fruitful. He said, you are blessed. Everywhere you go, you are blessed. By you and through you, all nations of the earth shall be blessed. If dry leaves is not blessing, why must I be the owner of that one? So he didn't contend with the, with the nephew. He just took that portion and he became fertile. He became green. He became so wonderful. His animals were eating beyond limit. The other guy's own was going to last for a few seconds and it did. What came to be was the winter of wickedness. That is what engulfed him. Please pray for me that I should be able to teach what I say I'm teaching. <laughs> it takes unusual visitations of God to keep us on course and make us see the things that God pronounced about our lives. When he visits you, everything changes. When God visits you, everything changes. Check from scriptures. I began from Genesis. The moments of visitation and what happened to the people. What happened to them? The Bible said God visited Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. So Abishab, the host of better memory said they didn't have to pray because the person you're going to pray to was coming later in the day. So why waste your time praying? He is coming. So when he comes, table your issue. In actual fact, when he appears, the thing you want to pray about already receives an answer. Visitations. Visitations. In the year 1990, when the confinement somewhere, I have mentioned that in here, and um, I'm not going. To, if when I touch it now, I will have to go deeper. I'm not ready for that one now. We're in the confinement, and everything was against us. Everything, including everybody. What we never did, they said we had done it. Why? Because the persons who were involved had some political stature. No one would want to listen to us because the church is, was their target. So my pastor, myself, and the one after me, all of us were carried and dumped somewhere. 
but there was a visitation. There was what? Our case file had been hidden. But there was a visitation. And that was the day I saw a picture of the Old Testament prophets who had come under frenzy. I hope I'm not speaking abstract things. I saw a magistrate who had come under the hand of the Holy Ghost, a Muslim for that matter. And I saw him talking and passing judgment on the police and judgment on almost everybody. And then he quoted scripture. Okay, he spoke scripture. He didn't quote scripture. He said, therefore my judgment is, and then I added Acts chapter 15 from the dock. The accused persons be admitted. Is it on bail or to bail? I don't know. Without initiative. People who had been accused of killing and you just let them go. The next morning, a friend went to him and said, my brothers are here and I came to see you on behalf. I said, who are they? He said, the pastors. So, oh. That's what I'm thinking about this morning. I don't know why I let them go. <laughs> I don't know. But I knew. I, I saw when the hand of God came upon that man. I saw him battling for words. And when the dog holding our hands, praying in the spirit. Strange things began to happen. People were weeping around the court. The Christians had gathered around the court like that. And they were weeping. <laughs> One young man said they were going for, on recess for 10, 10, 10 minutes. I just asked for Suya. You know what Suya is? When you walk in the realms of the spirit, you can do anything you want to do. So one of my friends who passed on two years ago, a Ghanaian, he walked to me and said, What do you want, Jimmy Pa? What Jimmy Pa? He said, You are a fool. They are going to kill you. You are looking for Suya. You know what Suya is? Jijinka. What's Jijinka? Why? I have seen the hand of God there. They said they were going to call the bishop to come. We told them, don't call bishop here. Don't bring bishop into this matter at all. This one is not bishop affair. This one is God. They have brought God to court. Let him do what he wants to do. The man pronounced his judgment and the next day he was confused. He didn't know how he did it. 
when there's visitation, the unusual things happen. When God comes into a matter, things that you don't, you cannot do, you can't even think about. The unimaginable things are the things that come. But you know this God? The next day, they caught the people. The real people were caught. The next day, they caught them. When he visits, your weakness goes away. When he visits, you are rejuvenated. When he visits, you see beyond your natural eyes. The things that your eyes cannot see, you are able to capture them with your spiritual eyes. When he steps into the matter, everything changes. That is what is going to happen for you in the month of December. In fact, beginning from now. In the month of October, I wrote something in my mind. This is my little book. I am extravagantly blessed. I'm what? That, that blessing has no, you can't measure it. No limit. You are blessed. Highly blessed. Infinitely blessed. And you are highly favored. In the name of Jesus Christ. The world has slipped into wickedness. There was wickedness everywhere. In chapter 5 of Genesis. The picture is painted. Of a gloomy world. But the Bible says. One man. Found favor. In the eyes. In the sight of God. Who was that man? Noah, there was a visitation for him. Everybody was going to die. But that one man was visited by God. And he did something that modern day scientists are still battling with. How that man built the ark was a divine thing because God gave him specifications. Cut this one, take this one, use this one, this and that and that and that. He was just at the receiving end. Instructions were coming and he kept on doing. What was the technology at that time? One that was close to the mind of God. Even when man fell. Because of what the atmosphere that existed then the extent of their minds, they could build a tower to meet God. I don't know where God is up there, but that's what they said. We'll build to meet him. Since he won't come down here, we'll build and go and meet him there and table our, our challenges before him. And God didn't say they couldn't do it. Rather, God said, these people are one. They have one mind and one speech. That which they have determined to do, they will do it. So the only thing to do is to cut off their strength, the unity. God caused them to 
speak different languages. I always want to have a picture of that place around that time. He said, bring mortar. He said, you want to kill me? <laughs> There's a story of uh, uh, a Yoruba person and his friend. and he, The two languages have certain words that mean different one from the other. The one they are talking about... Uh, 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 when he's talking of a friend, it means something different to the other. Strange. Two languages. And the guys were friends. But the moment their languages came in, they became enemies. The other one began to run. The other one carried matches to kill him. Because he said he would kill him. You are my enemy. Language. Language. Noah found favor in the sight of God. Has God changed? Has God changed? I wrote a bold print thing in my book. The principle of exemption. Divine what? Exemption. Every visitation of God brings you into exemption. What happens to all people will not happen to you, but something different. This is God. Say there is no job. Nobody will get a job. And then he singles you out. I've told you about how I entered Living Faith Ministry. The ministry, not as a church member, but as a pastor. We are gone. We went for an interview about hundred of us, and the interview was cancelled. Now I wanted to travel to the east, and I went to my pastor. I have mentioned that one here in church. Pastor Mensah, he said, "Don't go." He told me, "Go, come back tomorrow." I went to him. He said, "Don't travel." I was on his staff. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, I was an old man myself. I was working. I had money. I wanted to travel. Why should somebody tell me not to travel? But I had understanding of spiritual things. Some of you don't understand spiritual things at all. You don't. He was my pastor. He said, don't go. I said, thank you, sir. Some of you here, because you fear that you'll be told not to do what you want to do, you won't even mention it. You go ahead and do it. When you get mistreated, you now begin to call. So I need, I need a word. You should have taken that word before going. A call came from Kaduna that time, and the call, the content was that I should report to Kaduna for interview. Out of hundred people plus, I was the only one who was called out for interview and appointed. So my colleagues came to meet me. I was their senior. It wasn't my fault. It was divine visitation. Singled out for a blessing. Why should you always put yourself together with everybody? Is God not your God? Check David. He will tell you something. He said, he said, God, you are my God. 
Then he says, our God. Our God is different from my God, though. Many of you, God is our God. There is no personal thing between us and God. We are me, Papa, and yeah, Papa, yeah, No, me, me, Papa. You should be able to come to God as a person, and always know that no matter what is happening, He can single you out. Always. I have been privileged to experience that one on several occasions. Several occasions. Singled out. Pastor was sharing one testimony that time. At the airport in Lagos, one day, that was a time we used to go pick aircraft like we were doing with Molu, um, with, uh, what do you call it? Trotro. Everybody's talking to enter. The whole airport was in confusion. So I stood somewhere and I was smiling. I said, guys, I'll reach you. You enter a plane like you go for, for Moluwe. Then a lady at the counter pointed to my direction. And I turned. He said, you, sir. <laughs> Are you traveling? I said, yes. She said, come. She took my passport. They were talking. He didn't, she didn't move. She didn't bring an eye. All the things that they were saying didn't mean anything to her. Just carry my own. He said, pass you that side. They met me on the flight. At one airport, I got there. I didn't have tickets. I got there. And one man ran to me and saluted me. Maybe he thought I was a military man. I've always been old. Always. Sir, ticket? No. Give me money. I gave him money. He ran. He got tickets. Then he escorted me to the gate, the door of the plane. They were in the queue. Just took me there and saluted. Wah! I chested out. And I entered. Let me tell the funny side of it. Some students, some student girls, some small, small girls like that. They were in the queue. <laughs> they sat around me there. I said, there'll be trouble. By the time we got to Lagos, it was late. That was the last flight of the, for the day. They would be expecting a pickup. They were, this, this, uh, <laughs> this military officer, by all means, they will bring back you to pay. I said, these guys will come around looking for lifts. All that I had was a briefcase. So as soon as the plane landed, I got down. The first taxi on site to avoid confusion. He will single you out for promotion. When they say there's a freeze on promotion, don't join them, say it. Because you are going to be singled out. When it's time for promotion, and then there's no promotion, they will single you out. Why? Because your case is different. The day you got born again, you enter into a pool that is called exemption. Exemption from whatever is evil. 
he will put you somewhere. And then you go. Unusual visitations. Let me just cite one more thing. Because we are going to be citing a lot of such cases from the Bible. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 10. And verse 24 to 27. Let's look at that scripture and then I sit down. Can we take it together? Therefore, thus says the Lord, the Lord of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion, take note, take note, take note of that. O my people who dwell in Zion, not those who are outside Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrian who smites you with a, with a rod and lifts up his staff against you, as the king of Egypt did. Yes. For yet a little while, and my indignation against you shall be accomplished. And my anger shall be directed to destruction of the Assyrian. When you are dealing with children of God, be very careful. Be very careful. A child of God has entered into some temptation, has, has been caught in the web. He went wrong. And that has become your testimony. That's what you preach everywhere. Don't mind him. Now, shower boy, you see like that. But that fellow went before God with tears. And asked the Lord, deliver me from this. And God said, I've delivered you. My anger has been assuaged. But you will not stop talking. You are still pointing fingers at me. Like our choir master in those days in Bauchi State, Methodist Church, he said our pastor had, was, uh, was caught with some girl or something like that. I believe there was no truth in it. The man, the choir master was talking and talking and talking. One day I called and said, but I want to, I want to talk to you. I said, please stop what you are doing. The time this man will settle things with God, you will not be there. That conference, you will not be part of it. He will invite you. So be careful. He said, Brother Fossi, let's talk. If the issue is bad, let's talk about it. I said, what have you gained? You have talked. Sometimes, he even wants to chuck his finger into the eyes of the pastor. Oh, yeah. A holier than thou choir master. Then one day, one bright afternoon, when the son was on duty at full scale, he was caught with one of the choristers. Wosu was having a good day and he was caught. Nobody asked him to go away. He sacked himself. The evil person was in the hall.
So be careful. Don't, don't, don't take delight in the fall of people. Don't take delight in it. Okay, was it now? Sorry. Does it add anything to you? Nothing. That you sat down for your brother to fall. That was your wish. That was your prayer. And you think you have achieved something. No. The dividend will come to you. This one's advice I'm giving you free of charge. But when you don't take this advice and your matter comes to me over there. I will pretend I had never seen you in life before. Because you are a wicked person. Uh, they have sacked him. They have sacked him. They have sacked him. Your own, they won't sack you. You will sack yourself. That man left church unceremoniously. He left. Because he was caught. One man of God, a great one, wanted to point his, uh, his staff to my head. And I said, no. I said, no. And he said, be careful. I said, I'm very careful. I'm what? It's because I'm careful that I won't allow you to touch my head. With your staff. It's a very simple thing. No tear after that one. His full entrails, whatever was inside him, was outside. Nobody did kill him. They didn't kill him. But people got to know who he was. The snake that was inside showed forth. He was a bishop. Not in the ministry which I was. Oh, do I buy by the committee? Do you know where I came from? Even when I was a sinner, I was precious to God. No, one day I will take permission to share some things with you. Even when I was a sinner, I was very precious to God. But the things that happened to me, I didn't die. If one quarter had come your way, not be say die, would die, just disappear. If at that time he did not turn his back to me, is it now that I will also turn my back to him? No, it's not possible. So be careful. Don't take delight in people's downfall. What can conformance You want me to show you who you are? Eh? If you are a gossip, you, you want me to tell you something about your life? Eh? You live in the land of the dead. You live in the land of who? The dead. You can see me later, I will explain that to you. Go ahead. And the Lord of hosts shall stir up and brandish a scourge against them as when he smoked Midian at the rock of Oreb. Yes. And as his rod was over the Red Sea, so shall he lift it up as he did in the flight from Egypt. Next verse. And go ahead. One scripture that has suffered in this life is this one. The King James Version. 
of that verse. Let's have it. Now, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Pentecostals, that's one of their scriptures. Go to the beginning of it. Thou says the Lord to his own people that dwell in Zion. The destruction of yoke is not just for anybody. Those who are his people, those who are in Zion. The same way you want to take chapter 4 verse 19. Is it 4, 19? And my God shall do what? Supply all what? According to. Why did you go to start with and? Why didn't you go to the beginning? The people who were sowing out of their need, sowing massively, he was blessing them, and then you don't give. You don't sow. When it is time to give offering, you go out to visit the washroom. When it is over, you come back. You want to raise funds, you get offended. You enter into the spirit. Shakroko, 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 shakroko. When we finish collecting the money, your eye open. I say, the Lord is good. He's so faithful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is for those who are his, those who are in Zion, not just for anybody. Those who are part of his family, the visitations we are talking about in the month of December will be for those who are his and those who have not abandoned him. God has much more than you can think about to meet the needs of the entire human race at the same time without asking anybody to wait for another three days to go to bank. The month of December is your month of unusual visitations. In the name of Jesus.